Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do something a little bit different on right now. You know, I do different things on my shows, but this thing, this time, I'm going to do something that I've never really done before. I'm actually going to spend a little bit of time talking about a certain video game character from a certain video game series. And I figure because I have a habit of really doing research to look at the backstories of video game characters because I always said that video game characters must have a unique backstory to make the character be quite impressive. I mean, the character's got to have a, a history, a background. So I figured... Why not do one from GTA Vice City, although this character also appears in GTA San Andreas. And I, I know that all of you Grand Theft Auto super fans know exactly who I'm going to be talking about today. Because my subject today is none other than the former lawyer himself, Mr. Ken Rosenberg. <laughs> and I know that you GTA fans remember this guy very, very well because he might not be a major character... But if you remember GTA Vice City and San Andreas very, very well, you remember Ken Rosenberg very, very well. Well, in Vice City, Rosenberg is definitely a major character. But in San Andreas, it's more than than a simple camo appearance. I would say it's definitely a little bit more than a minor character because you do do missions for him. Then you do see him in the opening cutscene and and then at the end. So, I honestly believe that Ken Rosenberg is one of the biggest names in the GTA franchise history. So you know what? I think we're going to give him a little bit of respect. We're actually going to I'm actually going to spend some time talking about it because I'll be honest with you, I've watched his cutscenes so many times. I know a little bit of his quotes, you know, in my head. <laughs> and I honestly just remember his story about how what the hell he's got himself involved in and everything. It's Quite frankly, it's absolutely incredible, and, and I really believe that the writers for Grand Theft Auto really went the extra mile to give to give Ken Rosenberg quite the name and backstory, and honestly, I think they did a hell of a job. 
So, anyway. So, as we know, Ken Rosenberg, a character in the Grand Theft Auto series, he basically appears in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and he's also in, in GTA San Andreas. As far as Grand Theft Auto Vice City stories, since I had not played the game, I don't quite, I don't know if he was actually in the game. According to the research that I have, he's not particularly in the game, although he is mentioned. Now, let's not forget, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories is actually set two years before the events of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Vice City was in, it takes place in 1986, therefore Vice City Stories is in 1984. So basically, uh, in uh, as far as Ken Rosenberg goes, I would basically kind of... Uh, in Vice City, I would certainly label him as the second in command, as far as the character goes. Like, basically the second, like, the second main character of a story, if you will. Like, basically the guy right after the protagonist. So, I think that's the way to do it. So, according to the one I learned about the backstory of Mr. Ken Rosenberg, he's a lawyer, that's his occupation, although according to many sources of his backstory... He was accused of cheating on his law school exams, although sometimes I really ask myself, well, I wonder how he could have seriously got away with that. <laughs> cheating on law school exams, I mean, you know, think about it, I'm like, I mean, I really would honestly think, you know, I really wonder how how it was it's possible for him to get away with it. But keep in mind, the, the stories mentioned that he's suspected of it, so therefore it's all alleged. So of course, if you ask Mr. Rosenberg himself, well, of course he's going to deny it, right? <laughs> But, you know, because, you know, when you look at Craig Rosenberg, you just know that he's he's no good lawyer. I mean, you learn that, basically, in, in kind of the opening cutscenes. Because remember in Vice City, when you start the game in Vice City, when you do missions for Mr. Rosenberg, that's where you kind of learn where his uh, skills as a lawyer, well, they're certainly anything but positively convincing. I would say it's quite the opposite. He's probably, the, he's probably a lawyer that you cannot trust because... One of the other characters in GTA, Mr. P Mr. Um, Kent Paul, which I'm sure that all of you major GTA fans will remember as well, Kent Paul labels Ken Rosenberg as a man who could defend an innocent man all the way to death row. That just shows you how bad of a lawyer Ken Rosenberg is. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's described that way, yeah, that's definitely the guy you want to stay away from. <laughs> all right. But anyway, going back to his uh, little uh, story, so he's a lawyer, and if we remember the, if we remember well, he actually he has his own uh, law firm. It's known as Ken Rosenberg and Company. Of course, the law, the the office is uh, the firm is set up in, in Vice City, and uh, and if I remember when I played was playing the game Vice City and watch and watching some of the uh, uh, gameplay on uh, on excuse me not on Twitter on uh, on YouTube, you know the hot uh, the the hotel. Uh, where his office is set up is, is is in the Washington Beach area of Vice City, and you know according to uh, you know more research you know like that you know at one point you know he's he's uh, he set up ties and did some work for the uh, Ferrelli crime family and as we know the Ferrelli crime fam family was a is a crime family that's set up in Liberty City but also has operations in Vice City as well and GTA Vice City we kind of learn more on that. And then at one point, I you know I think that you know Ken Rosenberg's firm started representing um, the new uh, the the news outlet for for the city of Vice City as well. So basically, Ken Rosenberg was really kind of starting to make a name for himself. His law firm was still kind of like out there. I mean, the fact that he had clients and you know the fact that he was you know that his firm was basically 
like I say, connected with a crime family. I mean, that's got to mean something, but... But then that tells you the fact that he's such a horrible lawyer. I wonder why a crime family would want to team up with him. Why, why would they trust him? Then that tells me maybe because, you know, they can use bribes to whatever, like, you know, things like that, you know, like that. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would imagine because Ken Rosenberg, if you know the character well, you know that he's basically a lackey. So it wouldn't be surprised that if, this, if the Ferrelli crime family initially brought him in just to be their lackey. So, he, so basically they could easily intimidate him to do exactly what they say. So they need a guy to do their bidding and whatnot. So that's truly, that's truly the way I see it as, as far as I'm concerned. But basically, in 1986, it, basically you learned that, you know, at, at that point, you know, he was not really simply working. You know, he was basically, he was basically representing the Ferrelli family as well because you learn that basically... In 1986, like you know, Sonny Ferrelli, who's the don of the Ferrelli, of the Ferrelli family, he, he's basically representing um, one of Ferrelli's cousins, and it, we, you kind of learn a bit, learn a little bit about that, you know, after one of the few missions after that. But but if you remember the beginning of Vice City, Vice City in the opening cutscene, which basically I strongly suggest people watch because you know it's really uh, vital to actually understanding the the plot of the story. So in the beginning, Sonny Ferrelli basically basically enlists the help, and you know, in the cut in the cuts when Ferrelli is meeting with some of his uh, top guys, you know, they're meeting in the I'd imagine they're only meeting in the um, in the Saint Mark's Beach show, and I remember never forget doing that episode not long ago about the that mission from GTA San Andreas, you know, the Saint Mark Saint Mark's Bistro, when he assassinates Sonny's uh, younger brother, because remember at the end of Vice City, when Sonny turns on Tommy and Ken, you know. Sonny Ferrelli gets assassinated along with Lance Vance. So anyway, so you remember at the beginning of the game of Vice City when basically Sonny Ferrelli basically talking to his uh having a meeting at the St. Mark's Bistro saying that you know they got to get in a, something about a piece of the action and what's going on in Vice City and and Vice City in the, in the GTA franchise is kind of known for the drug operations so basically. Sonny Ferrelli kind of sees as the drug operations as a very profitable business. So he, so he basically talks about getting a piece of the action. So he starts to basically uh, wants to set up a deal down there to start, you know, getting in on it. Like, like I said, you know, getting a piece of the action. So Ken, he enlists Ken Rosenberg to help set up a deal, basically, and then... Um, uh, if you remember, like in, 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 as part of the clip continues, you know Tommy uh, Versetti arrives in Vice City with, along with two other uh, two other uh, soldiers from the Frelli family. They meet up with Ken at the airport. And he drives him to, drives him to the deal. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who the deal, the deal was. Obviously, one side was the Frelli crime family, and I'm not sure who the other crime family was. But the deal go the deal goes bad because it gets ambushed. Then then eventually uh, Tommy Versetti finds out you know who who's responsible for it. And we'll never forget that phone call, you know, you know, right after the the first mission ends, you know, when the second clip of the game plays, you know, Tommy Versetti's talking to Sonny, telling him what happened, and, you know, Tommy has to embark on a journey to find out who's responsible, and he has to get the money back, because in the ambush, the money, the money that, that's, you know, Sonny Ferrelli's money gets stolen, so, you know, I mean, when you steal from the Mafia, well, that's, uh, that's bad for you, because, you know, you might have just made the, the worst mistake of your life, right there. So, anyway... But, you know, what I remember correctly, you know, after this goes down, you know, Ken Rosenberg is so scared because, you know, he doesn't even leave his office. 
he basically like refuses to leave his office because you know he, he's afraid that the minute he walks out, you know he's gonna be he's gonna be whacked because you know the fact that the deal goes uh, sour. You know he 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 now fears that Sonny Forelli is gonna send a hit squad to have Ken to have him assassinated because of the deal going bad. Because again, remember when 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 uh you know when a deal goes like that and then the money gets stolen, you know especially from a crime boss, the crime boss doesn't take it doesn't take that lightly. Like anybody who fucks up, you know you know gets whacked. So that's why. So Ken Rosenberg basically resorts to staying in the office, and then he sends sends Tommy on a couple of missions, and Tommy starts to you know, to basically like uh, he embarks again uh, on a journey to find out who uh, who's who's responsible for this. So, and then eventually Tommy learns that it was by a, a Colombian drug lord, and Tommy eventually def briefly works for that drug lord, but defeats him and then takes over the empire. So. And then he kind of learned that, you know, Rosenberg, you know, like I said, who's been representing the, the Ferrelli crime family, you know, you learn that Rosenberg has been, has been working a case representing Ferrelli's cousin who's been facing charges for fraud. And and I'll never forget the clip where you know, before the mission where, where Tommy Versetti is sent by Ken Rosenberg to go intimidate two jurors. So, so I'll never forget that there's actually, I actually remember a line very well from the clip of that, uh, from the clip of that uh, mission right there, so yeah, <laughs> telling him that, that he has to, that, he, that he could intimidate a jury. I mean, you know, I actually <laughs> have the clip right here. We should definitely listen to it. So you should you should really take a listen. Do I look like I can intimidate a jury? I couldn't intimidate a child, and believe me, I've tried. Do I <laughs> you see, so the fact that he's a bad lawyer, he can't. You know, he really just can't get in the head of the jury. He can't, like, intimidate a child. I mean, that just really shows, <laughs> goes to show how bad Ken Rosenberg is and basically like that. But but eventually, Tommy Versetti stops working for him. And, uh, you know, Tommy Versetti's empire is growing. He's really making a bigger name for himself. And but then eventually, Ken Rosenberg actually becomes Tommy's lawyer. <laughs> so... So it goes from that. So then Ken Rosenberg and Tommy start develop, developing a friendship. And then eventually, uh, Ken Rosenberg really gets, you know, help Tommy gets uh, in, uh, you know, get, gets his feet, um, his feet in the door and kind of really becoming powerful in Vice City. But then, you know, skipping to the uh, to the end of the game, basically, um, when uh, when Sonny Forelli finally heads down to Vice City, and then, and then, you know, Tommy has his own empire and everything, and. And then we learn that Sonny Forelli arrives in Vice City, and then Lance Vance, who was a, an ally of Tommy Versetti, turns on him. I mean, both Sonny and, and Lance turn on him. And then, and then if you know Tommy Versetti's backstory, that you know he was in prison for 15 years, you know after, you know like that. And then, he, and then he learns that Sonny set him up for that hit like that, and like that. So you know, and then Sonny turns on him, and then Versetti turns on him because you know they they were planning to take Versetti's business empire. So. But then, you know, uh, uh, Tommy is able to, to defeat them both, and then... And then Ken, Rosen, Ken Rosenberg and Tommy, you know, again, you know, their friendship really expands. You know, they, they, they become extremely close, and... But then you learn that, especially... When you, you learn this in GTA San Andreas, that... Tommy Versetti and Ken Rosenberg's friendship basically fell apart and, and was damaged beyond repair because... Because, you know, Tommy has such a... Powerful drug business empire, you know that, that that means that Ken Rosenberg nearly would have unlimited access to cocaine, and Rosenberg had his cocaine addiction was so bad that 
it like I said, it damaged the it damaged his friendship with with Tommy Versetti beyond repair. So, and that's what you learn in, in GTA San Andreas because remember in, in the opening clip of GTA San Andreas, you know there's actually a part of the opening clip. You, you see Ken Rosenberg. Ken Rosenberg eventually goes into rehab, and the rehab is successful, but you know it it does not it does not repair his relationship with Tommy Versetti. So it shows you him, you know, leaving the rehab building, telling him to himself, you know, I'm clean, I don't need a bump, and then he's, but but then he, but then he tells to himself, then then he says to himself, he tells you basically, that he's you know now been disbarred from the law, he's jobless, he basically has no connections, no friends, he has nothing. So while his rehab is successful, at the end of the day, he ended up with absolutely nothing because again, you know, Tommy Versetti wants nothing to do with him because then you get to a point where. With a clip shows him, you know, at a payphone trying to talk to Tommy Versetti. He's talking to, I guess, his secretary. But and then I think, if I remember correctly, you hear Ken Rosenberg say, you know, I made that guy. You know, he doesn't want to take my calls, whatever. And loads on the secretary, just put him on the phone, and then he gets hung up on, and boom. That's that's, that's just how bad the relationship got. And you know, again, you know, Tommy wants to have absolutely nothing to do with him. So Rosenberg at that point, you know, and I, if, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, I might have said this in the uh, on my episode about the Saint Mark's Bistro that in, in San Andreas, that you know we all remember uh, Las Venturas, which is basically the GTA version of Las Vegas. There's a casino there called Caligula's Casino, which is a casino that's run by the mafia, and all three of Liberty City's uh, five, uh, mafias they each have a share or a stake in that casino. They've all they've all they've all been invested in money. The Ferrelli family, the Sindacos, and the Leones. And basically, as we learned in one of the missions, Ken Rosenberg says to Carl Johnson that after he got out of rehab, Rosenberg was was quote put forth as a neutral party, basically to kind of keep an eye on the stakes, keep an eye on the casino. Because remember, all three families have a stake. So if one family lost money, or if one family was unhappy. One family would frame the other by assassinating Ken Rosenberg. So, by by the time in the game when you meet Ken Rosenberg, he's again you know staying in, in that room, not wanting to get out because he because the fact that eventually he learns that because Rosenberg is informed by Salvatore Leone, the Don of the Leone family, that he's pulling that he's pulling out of this deal, that he wants his money back. So, and as a result of it. You know, and as a result of it, you know, the, if the other families, you know, get wind, get wind of this, because if Salvatore Leone pulls out his stake, it's going to affect the other families as well. So that's why Ken Rosenberg goes into a, such a brutal, paranoid state that he's basically sitting in whatever in, in his apartment, in, in his or his suite of the Caligula's Casino, thinking that any second, a hitman, assassin from either the either the, the either the Sindaco family. Or the Ferrelli family is going to come in, assassinate him, and then blame him for the other. And if that happens, well, all three families go to war. So, so basically, you learn that Ken Rosenberg really has a bad habit of getting him, getting himself involved in affairs that he has absolutely nothing to do with. I mean, affairs that gets him into deep shit. But you learn eventually that no matter how bad it is. He eventually gets out, of course, you know, with, with help from others. But eventually, you learn that he gets out. So, you know, 
it's, it's just so funny that you know when he, when he's stuck in that room, he, he he's hide, he's hiding in his office, and he and I remember he at one point he says, "My only friend is a talking parrot named Tony," and then and then it shows that parrot actually speaking. He says, oh, "I never fucked anybody who didn't have it coming to them." <laughs> oh, but y'all can just tell you know I've gone on YouTube and watched all of Ken Rosenberg's clips because you know quite frankly they're all hilarious. So. When Carl Johnson meets Kent Paul, you know, that's actually the mission called Don Peyote when Kent Paul is sent by the truth to go pick up uh, Kent Paul and Macker, those two British dudes. And we all, you know, we all know, you know, how Kent Paul and, and Ken Rosenberg go back, uh, go back several years. I mean, you know, back to the days in Vice City. And so Kent Paul is actually still one of Rosenberg's friends despite what happened. So, so yeah, good on Kent Paul for still being loyal to Ken. I mean, you know, Ken, Ken is an is annoying guy who doesn't stop talking. He was always paranoid. Basically, a complete, a complete goof. Like probably the wor the worst lawyer in the history of law, or at least one of them. But yeah, so you know, it's good to see that you know, even even though all those bad things about Ken Rosenberg, he is loyal to you. He doesn't stop talking, but you know, he, he's he's loyal, and and sometimes you really think he's really not that stupid as you think. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not the best lawyer. I mean, like that again, you know, has been des described. I mean. So, so really, at the end of the day, I, I really feel that Ken Rosenberg is extremely misunderstood. But, you know, despite everything that, that's happened like that, you know, eventually he, he does get a job again. I, I believe he becomes, um, I'm not sure exactly what he, what he becomes at the end, but you see them, but you see him at the, at the end as well, and he's happy. But then you, you there's a clip that shows that Ken Rosenberg actually rel relapses and he starts going back to using cocaine Basically, because it calms him down, and then when CJ asks him, "All right, so you so you cool now?" and then because you know in those missions with in San Andreas, he's repeatedly telling Carl the how screwed he is because again, the fact that Salvatore Leone pulls out pulls out of these out of the stake, and the other two family families are, are pissed off about it. So any minute now, he feels he knows he's going to get assassinated by one of the families, and the other families are to blame the other, and, that, and again, that's going to start a war. So. So before that, he would tell uh, CJ how screwed he is, and then after snorting cocaine, and CJ asks him, "Alright, do so you feel better now?" And he's like, and, and then Ken re responds, "No, I'm still screwed, so screwed, but at least now I'm in the right frame of mind." <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> uh, that's just funny. Like, no, I'm still screwed, but at least I'm in the right frame of mind. I mean, that just ha that, that 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 just cracks me up. Let me tell you. <laughs> You know, that's like, you know, Ken Rosenberg actually voiced by William uh, Fitchner, you know, who, uh, if we remember him well, you know, he was Captain Knauer in, in the longest jar, longest jar with, alongside Adam Sandler. So, I knew that I had recognized that voice somehow, some way. But, but again, you know, uh, when when CJ basically robs the casino, and then, well, when CJ is sent actually to assassinate uh, the Ferelli, uh, I forgot who it was that he assassinated. I talked about this on my show uh, when I did the Saint Mark's Feaster episode, but I forgot exactly who it was that. That was sent that that CJ was sent to uh, to uh, in the Ferrelli family. I mean, I'm guessing it was basically uh, it must have been Sonny's uh, younger brother, but let me see if I can pull it up right here. I mean, I know I had it at one point, but it was uh, it was um Franco for uh, it was actually Frank uh, Marco Ferrelli. Okay, I'm Marco Ferrelli. So yes, because remember the, the mission where uh, when uh, Ken Rosenberg is stuck in his room. Eventually, when uh, when Salvatore Leone informs him that he wants his money back, Salvatore Leone eventually comes down to Las Venturas and holds Ken hostage in his room and doesn't let him leave. So, so Ken, uh, so basically Ken has to rely on CJ to basically do what, whatever it takes 
So eventually, when Salvatore Leone sends CJ on the mission to assassinate Marco Ferrelli, you know, CJ requests that Ken goes with him, along with Kent, Paul, and Macker, because remember, they're being held, held hostage by Salvatore Leone. And without a doubt, that, it, well, that uh, eventually, when um, Salvatore Leone got his money back, he would have sat, he would kill all three of them. You know, and then we remember how CJ basically robs the Caligula's casino, and that actually, uh, I would have thought that that started a war with, within the three families. But, but you remember in St. Box Beach, after the mission, well, basically, right before the mission ends, CJ tells Salvatore Leone that Ken Rosenberg had been had been killed during that mission because remember he takes, he tells uh, Salvatore Leone that he needed backup, so he took all he took all three of those guys. But right before CJ leaves for uh, for Liberty City, he tells Macker, Kent, and Ken Rosenberg to he get, puts them in a car and tells them to get the hell out of the city. So basically, <laughs> CJ got the kind of mouth. So. So the biggest jam of Ken's life, you know, CJ got him out of it. So, so now that you know, with Salvatore Leone thinking that that call that Ken Rosenberg is dead, I mean, that was it. And then eventually, you know, that thing with the casino, and then, you know, it, it cripple it cripples all three families. And we'll never forget when CJ gets that call from Salvatore Leone threatening him and like that. So, yeah. So you know, from that point, you know, you know, you remember that mission. Uh, when Ken Rosenberg starts having these flashbacks, and then at one point he says, and I quote, just like old times, hey Tommy, unquote. Like, he's living these flashbacks, he's kind of remembering, you know, his, um, he's, he's really remembering, like, he's, he's getting these, uh, these, like, nostalgic memories, you know, of him working with Tommy, and I'm sure the fact that Tommy wants nothing to do with him, it's really hurting him as well, so. So eventually, Rosenberg, Kent Paul, and they start working, I think they work as producers for the rapper Mad Dog. Who, and then Mad Dog makes it makes us come back to the rapping industry, and then eventually gets a first gold record. So, so basically, the best way to end this episode is, is to kind of end on a positive note. That despite all the bad things that have happened to Kent, all the jams he's got himself in, eventually he finds you know he, he finds a job that's you know I, I'd imagine is, is best suited for him. I mean, I'm sure he learns how to be a producer, to to be a producer for uh, Mad Dog. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if really. He, he he goes. He eventually tries to get back into law and then becomes the the legal represent representative for Mad Dog. I mean, although I'd, I'd imagine if you're disbarred from the law, there's probably no way you can get back in. But uh, what do I know? But I just know that you know Ken Rosenberg found something suitable to him, and you know, and it, it ended up on a positive note. So so all that shit going on in Vice City, you know, like that you know, that that deal gone bad, and you know being in Liberty City and. Like I said, he's he's just he's stuck in one jam after the other, but he gets out of all of them, and maybe maybe life didn't turn out so bad for him despite all the problems. So, yeah, it's good to see that things ended up on a positive note for Mr. Ken Rosenberg. Ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I'll see y'all next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.